This is Vermont Credit Unions on Air, the service of the Association of Vermont Credit Unions. I'm Joe Bergeron, President of the Association. On July 1st of this year, the possession and use of marijuana in limited amounts for recreational purposes became legal in Vermont by act of the legislature in its 2018 session. It remains illegal under federal law. With us to talk about the effects of conflicting state and federal marijuana laws, and consumer trends, and so on and so forth on credit unions are Jill Stowe and Chuck Caparis. Jill is Vice President of Compliance and Fraud at VSCCU, Vermont State Employees Credit Union, the only financial institution in Vermont currently serving marijuana-related businesses. Chuck is Vice President of Lending at Members Advantage Community Credit Union and our association's designee on the subsection of Governor Phil Scott's Marijuana Advisory Commission. Thanks, and welcome to both of you for joining us today, Jill and Chuck. Thanks. Thank you. Um, so, Jill, if it's okay with you, um, let's let's start with you and VSCCU. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, VSCCU, to my knowledge, is the only institution, financial institution in Vermont, uh, serving the uh, marijuana-related businesses of any kind. And so, tell us tell us a story about that. You know, uh, how did you get into it, and 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 what's business like these days? So we got into it a few years ago. Uh, we we strongly believe that any business that's el eligible for membership should have access to financial services. So we started uh, looking at the FinCEN guidance and what it would entail for us to be able to serve the medical marijuana business areas. And we worked with the Department of Financial Regulation on procedures and we've had a couple of exams, probably three since we started uh, servicing those businesses, all very positive with great feedback. So. Great. Um, and since the uh, change in law on July 1st, has much changed for you then, or are you still serving just dispensaries in the state of Vermont? We're still serving just dispensaries in the state of Vermont that I'm aware of. I don't know of any change uh, that has happened at the credit union since the July 1st rule, since it really involves mostly the consumers being able to possess uh, an ounce of marijuana and grow certain plants. But as far as you know, them bringing anything to the credit union or any businesses, uh, I haven't heard of anything and don't expect to since you can't buy or sell still. And one more thing I just thought of, do you recall uh, about how many dispensaries there are that you're doing business with? So we have uh, five dispensaries. Throughout the state? Yes. Cool. Um, so, Chuck, if we can jump to you for a second, I had mentioned <coughs> that you are the only credit union representative on the Governor's Marijuana Commission, which came to be, was it like a year ago or, or thereabouts or so? Yeah. And so maybe you can tell our listeners, uh, you know, what is the commission all about? What, why, why was it created? What's it doing? Who's on it? Well, all the basics. Sure. Well, <clears throat> it came about actually as a result of uh, l legislative action in 2017 <clears throat> when uh, bills stalled in legislature to create a retail marketplace for recreational marijuana. Um, the Act 86 did come out of that, which allowed possession and cultivation for uh, private use but legislature couldn't come to agreement on a retail marketplace. So the governor in September of 2017 <clears throat> signed an executive order establishing the governor's Marijuana Advi Advisory Commission. 
<clears throat> excuse me, and uh, that commission, uh, the executive order called for to make recommendations to the governor on implementing and operating a comprehensive regulatory and revenue system for an adult marijuana market and accompanying legislation if deemed necessary. And that uh, started uh, the process last fall. Uh, the commission also has three subcommittees, one on roadway safety. Uh, that committee uh, is to make recommendations to ensure uh, roadway safety. Education and prevention uh, to examine and present findings on how best to measure and reduce impacts on public health. And the subcommittee that I've been appointed to uh, taxation and regulation and our subcommittee is tasked with uh, presenting findings regarding the sale and taxation of marijuana for recreational use and assessing structures for doing so, which would address areas such as banking, landlord, tenant relationships, local zoning, insurance, host liability, econo economic sustainability, and reduction of the illegal marijuana market. So we have been meeting uh, since September of last year. We met twice in October, twice in November, met in December, twice in March, June, uh, July, and now we're meeting monthly until the final recommendation uh, that we're supposed to put forth to uh, the governor's commission uh, to go to the governor in December of 2018. So if I've got this right, if I caught everything you're saying, the whole focus of the commission in its three parts and whatnot is really more focused on uh, recreational use. Would that be correct as opposed to the medical? Right. So Act 86 <clears throat> that went into effect on July 1st didn't do anything to create a, rec uh, a recreational retail marketplace. All it did was it legalized uh, possession of an ounce of marijuana and the cultivation of two mature and four immature plants. So you can't buy it. You can't sell it. Um, it's only for personal use, and it did nothing to affect uh, the medical marijuana regulations and statute that are already in place. The uh, legislature did increase some of the uh, reasons uh, that people could get a medical marijuana card, but that regulation and the statutes affecting that are completely separate and, and still will be from recreational use. So we read a lot in the and this is for both of you, we read a lot in the, the, the press around that July 1st uh, date that made limited recreational possession in, in use legal. Uh, we read a lot about some businesses in the press that had started cropping up, that s some knew some had been in existence for a while that started you know, finding different ways to uh, sell one way or another directly or indirectly marijuana and there's the whole gifting issue and whatnot buy something else and get some amount of marijuana as a free gift with it or something like that mm -hmm. so has what happened with all of that well i think right at the beginning and and this is similar to what happened in washington dc because they had a similar uh, uh omission in the law there, that vermont's law didn't cover the gifting <clears throat> so, as you saw, some businesses were providing services and then were also providing a free gift of marijuana at the, at the same time. Uh, the Vermont Attorney General's office took a look at that and quickly said that that they deemed to be illegal activity. So I think the couple of businesses that had started 
doing that in Vermont, I believe, quickly stopped. And, and I haven't heard since that uh, others have picked that practice up. So, so the only uh, business activity going on in the state of Vermont right now, marijuana-related, is still the dispensaries. Correct. Or officially. The, anyway. It's the, the medical marijuana dispensaries. Right. Yes. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's no retail market in the state. Uh, Act 86 was just uh, possession and cultivation for private use. Right. So it's not legal to buy it. It's not legal to sell it. Um, it's, for, uh, it's possession and cultivation for personal use. And so, Jill, um, the PCC <coughs> has been serving, uh, well, initially one and then eventually the five dispensaries in the state for what, a couple of years now, maybe, Some, something like that, thereabouts. So what has happened to that business as far as VCU is pers uh, seen over that period of time? Has it, has it grown or is it about the same as it's always been? Do you know? I think it may have grown a little, but the, you know, from the, our perspective, mostly what we offer those businesses are deposit services, checking accounts, savings accounts. Uh, it's, we don't offer merchant services at this time, which is unfortunate. I wish that we could so that they don't have to deal in, in cash as their majority of source of funds. But yeah, so, I mean, anybody that's probably working our teller lines is probably not even aware that they're serving a medical marijuana business when they come in. They come in, they deposit, do their deposits just as any other business sure. would, and, and it's just, you know, status quo for what they do for a lot of the other businesses. But that activity, those deposits, is about the same as it's been right along probably I'm guessing yeah pretty much yeah mm -hmm. good so um, what do you suppose between the two of you has been the effect of um, you know the as, as you're saying Chuck the legalization by the legislature that went into effect on July 1st it didn't touch the medical dispensaries directly um, it creates a new air a little bit as far as personal possession and use and whatnot but it hasn't enabled, technically at least, any new businesses. Um, so, you know, where do you feel between the two of you that that's all headed? What, do, do you have any thoughts on what's going to happen in the next legislative session? Is there going to be further steps taken that come from um, the, whatever report comes from the commission that brings recommendations to the legislature and to the governor? Um, or do you think we're still quite a ways off from seeing legal, further legalization? Yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I think something will happen in this next legislative session. <clears throat> it almost did in the last couple. Um, the governor wasn't willing to sign a bill. He wanted more study. Um, legislature was able to pass the bill that they did. Um, a lot of people are spending a lot of time in studying the, the, uh, the issue and how to bring a responsible uh, retail market to Vermont. And quite frankly, <clears throat> I think 29 states have medical marijuana use legal, and I think now nine states have uh, recreational use that's legal. Vermont is a little bit different in that uh, those nine states that did legalize it, plus D.C., um, did that through voter referendum. And uh, Vermont was the first state in the country to pass legalization through legislative action. State of Vermont doesn't offer referendum to legalize uh, marijuana through the Constitution. So it's going to be through le uh, the legislature. Um, I, I think 
the governor's asked for a recommendation to get to his desk by December from the commission that he appointed um, as one of the members of the taxation and regulation committee members the 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 direction to us has always been it's not our job to decide whether or not to uh, uh, whether or not it should be legal but we should make recommendations assuming that it is going to be legal sure. what's the most responsible uh, way that uh, the state of Vermont can do that sure so that's been the work that we've been doing spent a lot of time discussing uh, edibles and packaging dosage uh, a lot of time talking about uh, uh, licensing local control uh, state control should there be a separate board um, so I, I think by the time we get to a recommendation I think it's going to be pretty well thought out uh, the two other subcommittees are doing work uh, and have been for the past year so I, I think that something uh, will come out of the Commission uh, a recommendation to move forward will come out and I think legislature is uh, is is poised and ready to act on something with the proper thought uh, and with responsible action so when further legalization takes place in Vermont and, and I guess Jill I'm going to direct this to you initially anyway whether it happens in the next session and, and we're sitting here a year from now seeing a big change in uh, legalization or whether it's somewhere further down the road um, you know uh, it, it seems that at that point in time whenever it is that uh, credit unions may be approached by more entities businesses wanting to sell something to do with marijuana related products and whatnot and that those businesses are going to end up uh, approaching financial institutions via CCU first probably uh, if you're still the only institution serving uh, dispensaries or whatever other financial institutions in the state credit unions, banks alike and whatnot and and if we've still got um, the conflict with federal law that is legal under state law but still illegal under federal law um, wh what do you think is going to happen? Uh, you know, we saw earlier, was it earlier this year, and I forget when it was exactly, the Cole memo that uh, those institutions serving dispensaries and others in the country um, were dependent on, um, as kind of a, a safeguard sort of, um, get, I don't know if it was reversed or discontinued, what the right term would be uh, by the Attorney General's office. And so, but we didn't hear any more about the stance of the federal government, or I didn't anyway, since then. So let's say tomorrow we're legal in Vermont uh, to, to sell marijuana products and to possess it openly and use it openly and whatnot. What would you think the thought process would be for VCCU and other financial institutions when they're approached by uh, some other kind of business that's not just a straightforward uh, medical dispensary? Well, I can speak to VSCCU. I'm assuming other businesses may do the other credit unions may do the same thing, but we would first look to the FinCEN guidance and see if they offer anything else um, in from that time forward, and decide whether or not we're going to service those businesses and how we can service them and what kind of due diligence or enhanced due diligence we might do before we uh, venture into that. Yeah, I would. Just say, generally speaking, <clears throat> when Sessions did rescind the Cole Memo, there were, I think, at least a couple of federal bills that were introduced to protect right. uh, the banking and credit union industry 
from providing those services. Those haven't worked its way through Congress yet, but they're right. pending. Um, I do want to point out that <clears throat> there is a federal, uh, there is a provision in the federal budget that uh, says that federal funds cannot be used to prosecute medical marijuana businesses in states where medical marijuana is legal. So even though Sessions did revoke the Cole memo, it, it doesn't have an effect on the legal marijuana, uh, medical marijuana businesses that are operating in those 29 states. Mm. So I don't know how it would affect those recreational use businesses in, in the states where they are, but I do know that uh, legislation has been um, has been introduced in Congress to protect those businesses similarly. Um, so over the past year, I know I've received uh, a few inquiries uh, from different credit unions uh, in the state uh, about uh, them providing financial services of varying degrees to small businesses in their membership that uh, deal with hemp related products of one sort or another. And can either of you or both of you educate us a little bit about the difference between hemp and, and the other marijuana products that we've been talking about here and the legality or illegality of it and so on and so forth, what a credit union should or shouldn't be looking out for when it's being approached by some hemp related business of one sort or another. So <laughs> I won't give any credit union specific advice. I would just tell you it's my understanding that uh, uh, hemp is not a class one regulated drug. Uh, the THC levels are below 0.03%, which uh, uh, does not make it classified as marijuana or cannabis. So it does not fall under the same uh, regulations. In the state of Vermont, I believe that hemp producers need to be licensed by the uh, Department of Agriculture. And uh, in that process, they, they uh, certify to the state that their product is below that legal threshold. So it's my understanding that as long as the uh, hemp producers are below that threshold, that they, they don't follow or have to go through the due diligence as required by FinCEN and uh, the prior coal memo. So we might have some financial institutions of Vermont that are serving uh, you know, some small business that sells hemp clothing or whatever it might be now, and, and that's fine. They might not even know that they're, or be, be consciously aware that they're serving that kind of business, but oh. it could exist today. Yeah. And the other large product is the CBD oils. Um, mm. So th those fall under the, the same, uh, I believe, the same uh, classifications. Great. Um, so, Joe, what do you think is going to happen at VACCU looking towards the future? You opened a, a new branch, not a new branch, but moved a branch in downtown Bronte, I noticed in the press last week or the week before, something like that. Um, and it happens to be right up the street a couple doors from what I think used to be a hemp, or it still is a, a hemp products location. I'm, I'm not sure if it's still there or not, but it was anyway. And that just made me wonder, okay, so what's the future for VSCCU as far as serving um, you know, other businesses? Do you think that uh, when things become legal in Vermont, that, and I'm putting you on the spot here, when things become more legalized in Vermont, um, that VSCCU will um, use its experience in dealing with um, medical dispensaries as kind of like a model for continuing on to do 
service other types of related businesses, or do you think that's a whole nother ball of wax and a whole separate issue? I hope that we can continue our model and serve the businesses in Vermont with the basic financial needs that they need. We will need to take a look at what comes out and decide at that time if we can do that, but my hope is that we will be able to serve those businesses um, similar to how we serve the medical marijuana businesses today. So I don't know if you deal with uh, examiners, be they federal or state, when they come into your office. You can probably touch you somehow. So what has been their perspective in your last exam or two? Uh, are they scrutinizing um, those accounts that you have with the dispensaries really closely and differently than others, or do they just kind of take your word on it? Is it like any other exam? Well, they definitely don't just take our word on it, <laughs> for sure. Uh, they always ask for our due diligence on yeah. the medical marijuana businesses, both the initial due diligence as well as any uh, semi-annual or whatever other types of due diligence we look at during the year. So they look through those docu documents that we give them, and so far we've been very fortunate. We haven't had significant findings, any findings in exams. We've had... a couple in an audit that we had an independent audit but that was mostly related to documentation and really nothing to do with the major um, process that we go through so actually we've done very well with them but we also worked with uh, the Department of Financial Regulation and NCUA and showed them our procedures for what we were going to do as we were moving along to service these businesses so we did get their input as we were going along. So going forward, it, um, if, uh, if you had to, to provide advice or a suggestion or whatnot to uh, some credit union that was weighing whether they wanted to service, whether it's a medical dispensary or sometime after further legalization, some other type of marijuana-related business, would you have any suggestions for them as to you know, what they consider or what they stay away from or, or any kind of guidance you, you want to provide? In, a few words right now I would just say that you should use the guidance that's available from the, the governmental agencies and state agencies and you know the heart of what we do is to serve the members mm -hmm. in Vermont so sure. if we can find a way to serve them and the businesses and the consumers then we should be doing that great and Chuck do you have any suggestions for credit union officials and employees that are listening that are that might in the future be weighing you know do, do we get into this business or not yeah I think the, <clears throat> the the FinCEN guidance that's been published and the Cole memo even though the US Attorney General rescinded it um, are you know th that's what the examiners look to currently to see that financial institutions are doing the due diligence and operating in a way that initially uh, was allowable so there's the bifurcation of the federal and state law, which I think over time is, is going to even out. <clears throat> but, I, you know, it's, it's a money game, and I've been saying this for a long time, having followed this industry in banking for many years now, and that when financial institutions figure out that they can make money at doing this, then they're going to find a way to do it. Right now, the medical marijuana industry in Vermont is not very big. It's still young and still growing. If there's uh, once rec uh, the recreational usage comes to Vermont, 
the numbers get really big really fast. So the, the reward uh, for some financial institutions might uh, justify the risk. Well, as exhibited by those, uh, those new uh, businesses that came into being on July 1st that uh, were seizing the moment by trying to give away free marijuana with the purchase of yeah. whatever, something else. Yeah. Well, you uh, just look at, you know, the retail markets in the states where it is legal, Colorado, Oregon, you know, some of the other states. I mean, there's, there are more marijuana dispensaries in Denver than there are Starbucks. So, you know, the, the, the numbers, the dollars get big. I, you know, having watched the industry, I think the credit unions, not speaking for banks, but the credit unions have approached this uh, nationwide, uh, those that are willing to do business in this arena. They see it uh, just as much as a public safety issue than a, than a banking issue. Sure. And to, you know, at the beginning, there were dispensaries that were keeping cash in storage units, you know, and, and, you know, that amount of cash on the streets probably isn't a safe thing. So, you know, I, I, like anything, I think it takes some time for pros and cons to work themselves out. But, um, you know, I think there's been some enough history now where, uh, you know, we can figure out how to make this, how to make this work. Well, I think you're right about the, uh, you know, the growth of the marijuana industry when it gets recreational, when the recreational doors open up, uh, being very rapid. I think it, today I was just reading about, I think it was Colorado or Washington State, I forget which one, but how the state government there takes, and this is like a year-old data, taking in about $20 million a month in taxes on the sale of recreational marijuana. Um, so, and, and that hasn't been over a very long period of time, so it ramped up really quick. So yes, I'm sure the same will be true in Vermont, and credit unions will be approached by some of those businesses looking for some depository institution to, to utilize. So I've always thought that uh, you know ever since we had uh, had this issue come up in the legislature a couple of years ago that whether credit unions consciously want to serve marijuana-related businesses in the future or not, uh, they're going to be approached by folks, and they're going to need to make a business decision one way or another. I think some of the credit unions choose not to do business at this point in time. It's it may be partly due to the the due diligence that you have to do on the back end and monitoring sure. the accounts and filing the paperwork that's required by the regulations and such. Depending on how large you are or what you have for resources, you just may not be able to handle those high risk accounts or those accounts that have a lot of activity on them. So that may be a reason why they're not doing that right now. Very true. With that, um, un unless there's anything else we haven't touched on that either one of you want to you know, lay on the table for our listeners, um, but if you're both good, uh, I think that we've uh, reached uh, the end of another Vermont Credians on Air podcast, and I want to thank both of you uh, Jill and Chuck for taking time out to sit with me and help educate our listeners about uh, the state of affairs regarding uh, the legalization of marijuana in Vermont and federally and uh, you know how credit unions can be looking at this and so on and so forth so it's it's been educational and, and helpful thanks and I'm I'm sure that if any credit unions or credit union folks listening to this have questions for either of you that you're more than happy to take questions yep. from them and we'll forward those along. Absolutely. Um, 
So uh, we hope you found this podcast informative. You can hear all of our previously recorded podcasts by searching for Vermont Credit Unions on air in the iTunes store or at soundcloud.com. If you have ideas for a podcast on something you'd like to hear about, send it to podcast at vermontcreditunions with an S dot co-op. Until our next podcast, this is Joe Bergeron, Jill Stowe, and Chuck DeBerry at the Association of Vermont Credit Unions, thanking you all for listening. <laughs>